Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is good personal hygiene. That's what we're going to discuss. Good personal hygiene. Now, we do have a lot of people who are being judged because they don't have good personal hygiene. Now, we're going to try to understand what's going on with these individuals, why they don't have good personal hygiene. What's going on? What makes them unaware of their bad personal hygiene practices? Are they even really thinking about having good personal hygiene? That is the first thing that we need to find out. What's going on in their minds? What's motivating these people not to practice good personal hygiene? Let's just go ahead on and get started because we do have a lot of information to cover. Now, one of the main reasons why a lot of people do what they do is lack of awareness, lack of knowledge. Some of the people don't practice good personal hygiene because they really don't know exactly what is a good personal hygiene. Now, this is something that we assume that's common, that is familiar to most people because it's all around us, okay? We're looking at commercials and we're seeing people advertising or companies, I should say, advertising hygiene products. They're advertising deodorants, perfumes, soaps, lotion. They're advertising all things that can be used, or all products, I should say, that can be used to achieve good personal hygiene. So a lot of people have access to that information because they are on social media, they are watching television, they go to the movies and there's advertisement in the movies as well. They um, watch different documentaries, different programs, they read magazines, they're looking through books. I mean, information is everywhere. Information is everywhere. We are on information overload. We are bombarded with information everywhere throughout this society, particularly in Western society. So how can we say that people don't have the awareness or the knowledge of good hygiene practice? How can we say that? We can say that because even though people are exposed to the information, they're not personalizing it. They're not seeing how having a good personal hygiene is going to impact their lives directly. People are creatures of habits. Whatever they are accustomed to doing, whatever it is that they learn specifically during their childhood, this is something that they continue to practice into adulthood. So if growing up in the household, they weren't taught by their parents by their caregivers, whether it was grandma, foster parent, adoptive parents, older siblings, family members. It doesn't matter who raised them. If they weren't taught to have good personal hygiene during childhood, uh, it may be difficult for them to later learn that without 
having some type of encounter with somebody to make them aware of that, right? Because people think that the way that they were raised, that's just it. That's, that's the best that they can do. And this is what they've been doing for the past 20 years. This is what they've been doing for the past 30 years. And they're quite content with it. They are established firmly in their routines and their common practices. So they don't really see the need for change. That's definitely one of the main reasons why people get stuck on poor hygiene practices because they're doing things that they were taught to do growing up. They weren't told that, listen, you got to take a bath. Something as simple as bathing their bodies. Using a washcloth to completely thoroughly wash their bodies to remove dirt, bacteria, for them to be able to be fresh and clean. If they were not given that practice during their childhood, during their teenage years, it wasn't emphasized to them the importance of bathing and showering to make sure that you cleanse your body. If they weren't told those things and it wasn't enforced and it didn't become a regular routine or habit for them, for some people, it's kind of hard to establish that habit in their 20s if they weren't given that in their early childhood. Now, some people may say, oh, that's just excuse, all right? But not necessarily. It's kind of hard for someone who have good hygienic practices for them to imagine what's going on in the head of someone who doesn't have those type of practices. It's kind of hard because you cannot imagine going a day without taking a bath. You can't imagine not washing your body. You just can't imagine it if you have those type of practices as your common, regular, everyday routine. You just cannot imagine not doing it, right? Now, but there are billions of people around the world who don't take a bath every day. Some people take a bath once a week, once a month, every couple of months, for whatever reason. It could be because they were taught that a bath or bathing is not necessary. Taking a shower is not necessary. Some people just take a washcloth and they just wash their face and maybe the underarms in their private area. And that's it. They don't wash other parts of their body. Some people don't even do all that. Some people just wash their face. That's it. They get up out of bed, wash their face, and they go about their business because this is how they were raised. This is what they were taught. And because of that, that's a common practice for them. Now, some people, because of where they were raised, the environment they were raised in, some of them may not have access to water. They didn't have access to clean, abundant supply of water. So you had a certain amount of water and everyone in that household had to share that small amount of water. So everybody had to wash their face or clean their body with that small amount of water. And maybe there was competition for who's going to use the water, how much of it was going to be used by each family member. Some people don't have access to cleaning products, soaps, body wash, shampoos, things that we take for granted in certain areas that we have access to soap to wash our bodies. We have access to cleaning products, you know, to make us smell good. 
and feel good. Now, some people weren't raised in that environment where they had access to cleaning products, body wash, shampoo, lotion. They didn't have access to those things. And so they weren't accustomed to getting up in the morning and washing their hair. They weren't accustomed to that. They didn't have the shampoo to wash their hair. They didn't have the hair conditioner to condition their hair. They couldn't do that on a regular basis. So economics plays a part. If a person is living in abject poverty or a person is on a limited income or fixed income and they can't afford to buy all those cleaning personal hygiene supplies, of course, that definitely could be an excuse or reason for them not to do these things. I'm not making excuses. All I am doing is trying to get some understanding of why some people don't practice good personal hygiene. And absolutely good personal hygiene start with cleansing the body. That's where it starts. You have to clean your body. That is where you start with good personal hygiene. That is the basic foundation. You can't do nothing else until you clean the body. You have to be able to clean your body. Thoroughly clean your body. Washing your body. That is the basic requirement of good hygiene practice. So if people don't see the need or they weren't taught the importance of cleaning the body, then of course they're going to have a problem practicing good personal hygiene. And we'll be surprised how many families never really taught their children about having good personal hygiene, right? So if you weren't raised in an environment where you saw your parents taking a shower, washing their bodies, you didn't hear them going to the bathroom, turn the water on and do that, or your parents were discouraging you from doing that because they didn't have the water, they didn't have the cleaning products, they didn't have the time for them to engage in such luxury. Because some people, those things are considered a luxury, especially people people living in certain conditions, whether it be economic conditions or cultural conditions. Maybe they're in an environment where they don't have access to all those things. They may not even have running water in the house. They may not even have running water on their property. Maybe they have to go miles to go get clean, safe water. And if you're not able to have access to clean, safe water, water that's not contaminated with feces and and all type of bacterias and pollutants, it's kind of hard for you to practice good hygiene. We just have to be honest about it. A lot of people judge people. You know, but but before you judge a person, you have to understand where they come from. What's their cultural background? What's their religious belief? What's their family history? Where they live in the world? All those things are factors that may determine if they're going to have access to clean water in order just for them to bathe their bodies. This is important. Bathing your body is very important to having good hygiene. Right Now let's just go into brushing your teeth. Something as simple as getting a toothbrush and put some toothpaste on it and brush your teeth. Good dental hygiene. Okay? If you're going to practice good hygiene, it is imperative that you include dental care. You have to be able to brush your teeth, clean your mouth. 
and that requires clean water as well. You have to have access to clean water. You got to have access to a toothbrush, toothpaste for you to wash your mouth. Something as simple as that. Some people weren't taught growing up. Again, I'm not making excuses. We're just trying to understand why people don't practice good personal hygiene. And that includes brushing their teeth. Right? Some people don't brush their teeth when they get up in the morning. When they get up from sleep, after they eat, they don't brush their teeth. This is not something they're accustomed to doing. This is not something that was regularly practiced in their household. So because of that, a lot of them just don't do it. It is a lack of knowledge or lack of awareness. They hear people brush their teeth every day. They, they hear people talk about it. They see commercials of toothpaste and toothbrush. They see people in the movies do it. They read magazines, you know, and they may see all type of advertisement for dental care. But guess what? They're not internalizing those things. They're not seeing that, wait a minute, maybe I need to be doing those things. I need to do those things. Some people just won't do it if they weren't taught to do it in early childhood. All right? If, if they didn't pick up that good habit or that good practice of taking care of their dental needs, then they won't do it. Now, some people don't even have access to dental care in terms of going to a dentist. Some people have a lot of cavities in their mouths. They may suffer from all type of dental problems. They may have gingivitis, bleeding gums, and that may cause them to have an odor in their mouth. They may have some type of throat infection. They may suffer from all type of dental disease or disorders that cause them to have a foul odor in their mouth. And because they're not practicing good dental care, they're not practicing good dental hygiene, you know, those things will go unaddressed, right? They won't address those things and it will go from bad to worse. Now we do have people when they talk, their mouth smells real bad. And comedians love to joke about those people like, oh my God, their breath was horrible. But we don't stop to think about why. Why are these people not practicing good dental hygiene? Why? Why? All right. And I'm not making excuses again. I'm going to reiterate that over and over. But we're trying to understand some people don't have access to dental care. They can't financially afford to go to a dentist. They don't have the money, the funds available to provide good dental services. They can't provide preventive care. They can't go and get cleaning for their teeth, tartar removed from their teeth. They can't go and just get complete mouth care. They just cannot afford to do it. Some people don't have insurance, dental insurance, because they can't afford that coverage. So they do tend to neglect their mouths. A lot of people are missing tooth because they had to eventually pull the tooth out because of the lack of preventive care. So this is a serious problem. So when we're talking to people and they have bad breath, we have to understand where that's coming from. Yes, you know, I mean, it could be very unbearable and intolerable to smell their breath. But it's because some of them don't have access to good dental care. And some of them don't understand the need for preventive care. Some of them may have the money. They may have the money to go get their teeth clean and taken care of. But they don't see the need to do it. 
they don't have that good hygienic habit or practice to take care of their mouth. And, you know, maybe they never ran into anybody who basically told them they listen. You need to practice some good dental care because your mouth smells bad. And some people are embarrassed for these people and they don't want to just tell them. Now, I'm not suggesting to go embarrass anybody. I'm not telling anyone to go shame a person or make them feel bad or put them down or verbally abuse them. No, not at all. I would never suggest that. But if it's someone that you care about, someone that you love, and they have bad breath, maybe you need to pull them to the side and have a conversation with them to kind of encourage them to practice good dental care. Some people have a problem because they're not brushing their tongues. Their tongues are filled with food debris. And when there's a lot of food debris, then they have bacteria that are able to grow in their mouth, and they're particularly in their tongue. So if you see a person with a white tongue, sometimes it's because they're not properly clean cleaning their tongue. There's special brushes that they have. You could buy them at any store to clean the tongue because then it'll get rid of all that excessive debris on the tongue. Right. And again, some people do have infections in their mouth. They have bleeding gums. They have uh, a tooth, a, a, a cavity, a tooth decay. They may have problems in their uh, throat. I think they call it halitosis, where they have a problem, a, a odor that's coming out of their of the throat. And sometimes they may have acid reflux. The food is coming up and that may cause them to have bad breath. So bad breath Sometimes it's not poor hygiene. It could be a medical problem. It could be a medical condition that's overlooked or not taken care of. So a person have bad breath, they just need to go to the doctor and go to the dentist and find out what is the root cause of the problem. But unfortunately, sometimes they can't afford it or they don't have access to free dental care. So that is a serious problem for people who don't take care of their mouth. They have poor dental health. And that is a serious problem. People do have that problem. Now, some people suffer from body odor. They have a strong body odor, right? And it could be because they don't take a bath, as we said earlier, or it could be that they have a medical problem. Some people have a medical problem. They do have problems in their kidney. Their body is not being cleansed or being detoxified properly. They're not sweating to to get rid of all the toxins in their body. Okay? But a lot of time, body odor may come from a poor diet. People are eating food that are not good for them. They're eating a lot of processed food. A lot of greasy food, a lot of junk food, food food with a high content of sugar. Okay, they're not eating enough healthy food such as vegetables and fruits and grains. They're not eating healthy foods. They're having too much red meat or pork. They're drinking a lot of soda, drinking a lot of alcoholic beverages, a lot of beverages with caffeine in it. So because of that, all those things go in their body scent, right? If they're consuming unhealthy food, that may cause them to develop a strong body odor, 
A lot of people may suffer from that. Okay? Either it's a medical problem, they have a problem, or they can have poor diet. Or they can have poor hygiene practice. They're not bathing properly. They're not cleansing themselves properly and timely. Because after people sweat, they engage in strenuous activities and they sweat a lot. They're not cleaning themselves properly. They're not bathing, taking a shower. So all that can contribute to having a strong body odor. Okay. Now everybody's going to have a different body scent. It's normal and natural for people to have different body scent. Okay. Everybody's not going to smell like peaches and cream and strawberries. It depends on the person's body chemistry. It depends on their hormones. It depends on if they're male or female. Male and females have different body scent. Okay. Now we don't expect everybody to smell like peaches and cream, but with good hygienic practices, with a good diet and good medical care, people can have natural body scents. People don't have to smell bad, right? Now, some people say smelling bad is relevant to the person. It depends on people's nose, you know, what you're accustomed to smelling. Now, some people, because they come from a different culture, they have different hygienic practices, styles. They have different food that they're consuming that may they may consume high amounts of seasons or high amount of particular food that may have a strong scent if they're eating a lot of onions and garlic and strong spices it may come through their body scent and some people may consider that to be a bad odor because they're not accustomed to being around people who eat those type of food or who have certain type of cultural practices. They may use certain products that may have a different scent and that may be repulsive to some people and some people it may be pleasant. It all depends on your background and your preference because when it comes to scent, everybody have their own preference. Everybody have their own interpretation of what is smelling good or what is smelling bad. Now we do have universal standards where majority of people say that's bad. And then we have some things universally people say that's good. It all depends on your scent, right? But when it comes to body odor, some people don't practice good personal hygiene. And that's the reason why they have a strong body odor. They're not taking care of themselves, right? Now, another reason why some people may have a strong body odor is because they're not properly hydrated. They're not drinking enough water to flush out all the toxins and the bacterias and all the stuff that makes them have a strong body odor. They may be dehydrated. They're not drinking enough water or liquids, right? They're not consuming a lot of fruit juice or vegetable juice, non-caffeine drinks, you know, they're not eating fruits with a lot of water content like watermelons, cucumbers, mangoes, fruits and vegetables that have a lot of water content. They're not consuming that. So because of that, a lot of people may be dehydrated. That's the reason why they may have bad breath. They're, you know, they have very little saliva in their mouth because they are dehydrated. 
they're producing little amount of sweat because they're dehydrating. They're not urinating, you know, to flush out the toxins because they're not hydrated properly. So lack of proper amount of water can lead to dehydration, which can lead people sometimes to have a different body scent. So we just have to keep that in mind when we find people who are not smelling as pleasant that we would want them to to be. They may not be smelling as good as we want them to be. I mean, it is subjective, but we do have universal bad, and sometimes people can have a bad scent. That's That happens. Now, should I say that's normal? Well, it's normal if they're not practicing good hygiene to have bad body odor. It's normal if they're not properly hydrated. It's normal if they're not eating healthy food. You know, this is what happens if you don't practice good self-care. So poor hygiene is basically connected to lack of good self-care. That's what it's all about. If you're not practicing good self-care, then you're not going to be practicing good hygiene. Because as part of good hygiene, you got to practice good self-care. As part of good self-care, you're going to practice good hygiene. Okay, so if you have one, you're going to automatically have the other. You're practicing good self-care, you're going to have good hygiene. You're practicing good hygiene, you're going to have good self-care. Okay, either way, it's a win-win scenario. So poor hygiene comes from the lack of good self-care. Okay, the lack of good self-care. All right, now poor digestion. Some people are not digesting their food properly. So the food sits in their gut for a long time. And that can come through their pores. You know, that affects the whole body. They're not eliminating the waste product. They have, they have pounds of feces just sitting there in their colon. You know, they're not eliminating the waste on a normal basis. They're not going to the bathroom every day. They're not pooping every day. So all that stuff just sits there. All that rotten meat, that red meat and pork just sits in their guts. And that can make them smell bad. All right, and a lot of people will pass gas, and when they do, it stinks. It smells real bad because they're not properly digesting their food. They're not properly eliminating the waste product. So all that stuff just sit there and make people smell bad. They smell bad, right? Now, another good self-care that promotes good hygienic practice is sleeping properly. If you're sleeping properly, your body can get the proper rest it needs to release all the toxins from your body. Everything is going to work right if you get the proper sleep. If you're not sleeping properly, then your body's not going to work right. You're not going to be able to sweat to get rid of all the toxins in your body. Your kidney's not going to be able to work properly. Your liver is not working properly. You need proper sleep. Sleep is important for the proper functioning of the body. Your food not going digest, to digest properly if you're not getting proper sleep. Okay, you need the sleep to start the healing process. If you're not healing properly, your body is sick, of course you, you're going to smell bad. You're going to smell bad. Right? There's certain type of scent that you're going to be emitting that may not be pleasant because your body is full of toxins and microbes that are diseased. So it's very important to get proper sleep, right? Physical fitness is definitely a plus because it helps you sweat. If you have a great physical fitness practice, it will help you sweat 
to eliminate the toxins in your body. Okay, good physical fitness helps you with proper digestion. It helps you. People who are constipated, they can't go to the bathroom. Good physical exercise will help everything in your body. Any type of exercise, you're doing cardio, you know, you're running, you're dancing, swimming, riding a bike, you're lifting weights, doing stretches, all those things are good. Any type of physical activity will definitely help you with your good hygiene. That's part of your good hygiene. Some people don't see the connection. They're like, what good physical fitness have to do with hygiene? All right. I mean, if you want to practice good hygiene, you have to maintain your body. You have to take care of your body and taking care of your body is keeping the body fit, making sure that everything works properly. Digestive system is working. Everything is working in order. You know, you're able to eliminate toxins from the body. If you keep toxins in the body, you're going to smell bad. You're not going to function properly. So definitely good hygiene includes a good fitness program. It's very important that we take all those things into consideration because a lot of people just don't understand the connection. It's very important. Now, let's talk about another area where a lot of people have problems with. All right. The body odor is one thing, but a lot of people, let's get a little intimate right now. Let's talk about odor in the genital areas. It's very important that we talk about that because a lot of people do suffer from odor in the genital area, whether it's a male or a female. It happens. Now, I'm not going to say that is normal to have a bad odor in your genital areas, but it is definitely normal to have a scent in your genital areas. Now, is it going to smell like peaches and cream? No, not necessarily, but it's not going to be a foul you know, just, just horrible odor either. If anybody is experiencing a foul odor from the genital area, it's a possibility that they could have some type of infection in that area, whether it's a sexually transmitted disease, or it's just a bacteria infection, a yeast infection, or some type of imbalancement in the pH balance in the private area. That can happen. That definitely can happen. Is it normal? It's a normal occurrence if you're not practicing good hygiene. That's something that we really need to to think about. A lot of people don't want to talk about that because we live in a society that pretty much encourage people to hide body odor. So a lot of people who may have body odor, what they do is they hide it. They mask it. They put perfume on it. Right? They may put lotion on it. You know, they're trying to pretty it up, trying to have a pleasant scent cover it. But in reality, it's kind of difficult to cover or to mask body odor or specifically genital odor odor because it's something that's very strong. All right. It's something that's very, very strong. So let's just stop for a second and talk about genital odor, because a lot of times people can tell people, hey, you know, you smell musty. You need to go wash under your arms. Okay. People can tell people, go brush your teeth. You know, your mouth smells bad. Right? You know, people can easily tell people your face look dirty, go wash it. But when it comes to genital odor, people are very, very private about that. And people can be very intimidated when 
they are approached and people tell them, listen, you have a foul odor in your genital area. Some people don't know how to handle that, especially people, obviously, who are in intimate relationships. They're having a sexual relationship, whether they're husband and wife, whether they're boyfriend or girlfriend, whether they're dating, even if it's just a one night stand. Not that I'm advocating a one night stand, but people just met somebody and they're going to have sex. They don't know nothing about each other. And the first thing that hit them is the odor from the genital area. Again, now, a lot of times people talk about females having genital odor, but males can also have genital odor, especially if they're sweating all day and they've been, you know, in a, in a wet clothing all day. They haven't changed their clothing. They can have an odor down there, right? So let's just go back a little bit. Like I said, one of the main cause of genital odor is a sexually transmitted infection. Whenever anyone has a constant, chronic genital odor that you didn't have before, especially if it comes with a discharge, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. The first thing you need to do is go get yourself checked because you may have a sexually transmitted disease. It could be gonorrhea. It could be chlamydia. It could be syphilis. It could be herpes. It could be anything that's causing your body to produce a foul odor in your genital parts. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. So some people unknowingly may have a STD. Sometimes the only symptom of STD, sexually transmitted disease, may be a foul odor. And it may also include a discharge. Sometimes the discharge is not there, but the foul odor is there. So it's definite indication that you have to go get checked. Now, if a person doesn't have an STD, they can have a regular bacterial infection that's not sexually transmitted, but because they're wearing tight clothes, especially females, but males too, they're wearing tight clothes, they can have a yeast infection in that area. They're sweating a lot. That's a perfect breathing ground for yeast and bacteria. And also people who are not properly wiping themselves when they use the bathroom. If they're urinating or they're defecating, they don't know how to properly wash themselves, clean themselves. Sometimes toilet paper may not do the work. They may need to get a wipe and make sure that they're able to clean themselves from front to back in order to eliminate the feces and the urine. If not, then that could be a breeding ground for bacteria. So a person, again, may not have a sexually transmitted disease. They may be healthy in that way, but they do have bacteria and yeast growing in that area because of the excessive sweat that accumulates because they're wearing tight clothes or they're staying in wet clothing for a long period of time, right? So if you're constantly wearing tight clothes, tight underwears, tight pants, tight skirt, you're not able to move your legs so air to circulate between your legs so your genital areas can breathe. If you're not doing that, you can set yourself up for a bacteria infection or a yeast infection. That can definitely cause people to smell down there, right? Another thing, of course, is washing. A lot of people, after sweating, after doing act certain physical activities, they don't wash their private area. They don't wash the genital area. They don't do it. They just take a cloth and just wash. No, they're not using water 
All you need is water. Go down there and use basic soap with no perfumes, no special scent, just regular basic soap and wash your private area. Right now, the reason why I'm saying basic soap, because some people may have a reaction if they're using perfume soap, soap that have perfume or color or dyes. Some of them may cause an irritation down there that may cause an infection, a bacteria infection. And also it may upset the pH balance in the vagina if you're using perfume soap. That's the reason why I'm saying all you need to do is wash your genital areas with clean water and plain soap. Plain soap without any perfume, colors, or dye. Right? And a lot of women don't know that. They think that they're going to make themselves smell good down there and they use a lot of heavily perfumed soap. And that's why they repeatedly get bacteria infections because that throws the pH balance off in the vagina, which in- increases the growth of the normal bacteria. It's not a STD. It's just a regular bacteria infection. And that can produce a foul odor, right? Now, that's very important. So this is definitely a reason for some women to stop wearing tight clothes, tight, tight pants, tight underwears, even thongs, people who love to wear thongs that can irritate the the vagina area and cause you to have all type of infections, right? The men who like to wear these tight underwears, you know, that's reason. They can have jock itch. They have a yeast infection around their area, around their private area, because they love to wear tight clothes as well. That can happen. People who like to ride bikes, you know, that friction down there can cause irritation, discomfort, and sometimes yeast infection as well, right? So if a person has a, a odor in the genital area, most likely it's caused by a problem, right? Another reason why some people may have odors in the genital area is because of sexual activity, right? Now, sexual activity is normal. There's nothing wrong with having sex. It is a natural biological act that human beings engage in, you know, because they want to connect with each other. They want to become sexually and physically and mentally intimate. And also because they want to have some babies. All right. It's just a normal thing. But after sex, people have to practice good hygiene. They have to wash with soap and water, plain soap and water, clean your private area, whether you're male or female. If you don't clean your private area after sexual activity, all that stuff is just sitting there. The semen, the vagina secretion, all of them are just sitting there. And it's a breeding ground for bacteria. If you're sitting there in dampy, wet environment, then bacteria and yeast can grow in that area. Increase your risk of a regular infection. It's not a STD, but it's just a regular infection, which can cause you to smell. And of course, the smell. Okay, you have all that stuff down there, it's going to smell. After a while, bacteria are going to grow in it and it's going to smell. Now, naturally, you shouldn't be smelling. Semen and vagina secretion don't smell bad. But if you leave it unattended, unwashed, the normal bacteria down there is going to start to multiply and it's going to smell. That's why it's important for you to wash yourself. Cleanliness is next to godliness. After sexual activity, go wash your private area, both male and female. And that also helps you reduce the chances of getting 
a STD, a sexually transmitted disease, because you're actually washing. Now, I'm not saying don't use protection like condoms. I'm not saying don't, you know, be safe. But if you're using condoms, it's also good to wash, to wash after sex, because just in case something happens, you wash it out, right? You wash it out. It's very important. Now, if you are in a monogamous relationship and there's no need for you to use condoms, you know, you're not, you're not trying to not get pregnant and you don't mind having unprotected sex. It's okay because using a condom is to prevent STDs if you don't know what your partner's doing. And if you're trying not to have a baby, you know what I'm saying? If you are in a monogamous relationship and you're not able to get pregnant for whatever reason, then there's nothing wrong with having unprotected natural sex. That's the best sex in the world. But if you don't know where your partner's been and you don't trust them, then it's very important for you to use a condom to reduce the risk of catching an STD. Notice I said reduce. It's not going to 100% prevent you from getting that disease if there's one, but it can reduce the chances. Right? But it's important to practice good hygiene after you have sex. It's very important. Now, ladies, it's very important because having sex can definitely change the pH balance in the vagina. And for some women, they do have a reaction to their partner's semen in their vagina. Some women could be allergic to the semen and they have an allergic reaction. Sometimes some women, they instantly get a bacterial infection whenever they have unprotected sex because the semen in the vagina changes the pH level, which increases the certain bacterial growth. And that growth can create a bacterial infection or a yeast infection. So that will definitely make women smell. Now, another reason why some women may smell is if their partners are not circumcised and they're not practicing good cleanliness. They're not cleaning their penises. Now, they may have bacteria, regular bacteria, underneath the foreskin. They're not pulling it back and cleaning it and washing it. So once they go and have sex with a woman, they're bringing all that extra bacteria into her vagina. And that can throw off her pH balance and cause her to have an infection. So yes, some men, if they don't practice good hygiene in their private area, they can cause women to get bacteria or yeast infections. That's a fact. That's a fact, right? And the opposite can happen as well. Some women, if they're not practicing good hygiene, they're not cleaning their vagina, they're not practicing good hygiene, they can definitely pass on bacterias to their male partners and increase the rate of them getting an infection as well, whether it be bacteria or yeast, right? And that can make their private areas smell bad, right? So we got to understand the basic biology behind odor in the genital areas and not just assume that people, you know, are just unclean. We got to understand what they're not doing, right? Now, another reason why some people have bad odors in their private areas is because they have sex with multiple partners, right? They're, they're going around having sex with different people. And once they do that, that keeps throwing their pH balance off, especially if they're having unprotected sex. Even if they wash themselves, it doesn't matter because 
each male have a different, put it this way, their own bacteria ecology. Meaning that each male have their own unique set of bacteria in their body. Every human being have their own unique set of bacteria. And the bacteria in one body may not cause that person to have any type of problems. It's their natural bacterial flora. And then when they introduce that bacteria to another body, that person may have an infection because an overgrowth because they're not accustomed. Can you imagine someone having multiple sexual partners? All these different bacteria being introduced. When I say bacteria, it don't mean that it's bad or it's unhealthy. It doesn't mean that it's a STD. No, it's just normal bacteria that don't bother nobody. But if you keep having different types of bacteria inside your vagina, then you're exposing yourself to different body chemistries. And those different body chemistries produce different body chemicals. And those chemicals can definitely cause a pH imbalancement in your vagina. That's why it's not good for women to have multiple sexual partners. Because they're a receiver. They're receiving all this stuff. And once they get all this stuff inside of them, then it's going to create an imbalancement. And that can cause them to have a bacteria infection or a yeast infection. They can stay with a bacteria and yeast infection, which produces a lot of odor. They smell down there. And that's the reason why some people can't even smell a woman who's promiscuous. Because she may have a certain type of genital odor, a scent, that, you know, she's all mixed up. And her vagina has to accommodate each male. It has to try to adjust to accommodate each male. Because each male has a different body chemistry. Right, and a different penis size and different, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, with uh, autonomy not autonomy, I'm looking for anatomy. And so, they're gonna have to keep adjusting. The vagina has to keep adjusting, right? So, it's very important that women understand that. That's why sometimes men know when a woman is cheating because her body will pretty much accommodate her regular lover. If you have a husband and you've been having sex with him for five years, 10 years, or you have a boyfriend or lover you've been with for a long time, your vagina has pretty much adopted itself to accommodate that particular penis size, that particular chemistry. Okay. The vagina adopts to the type of semen. So once you switch over and start having unprotected sex with another partner, your body will try to change and adjust to try to accommodate that partner. But if you're having sex with multiple people, it's kind of hard for your body to adjust. So it becomes a problem. It becomes a serious problem, right? So that's why it's not good to be promiscuous. It's not good to have random casual sex because your body cannot adapt and adjust to these different people. It's too much for the body, right? So that's just sexual hygienic practices that people just need to be mindful of. You know, to to practice good hygiene, wash your body, cleanse your body, take care of your body, make sure that you're eating healthy food, make sure you're sleeping, you're getting the right amount of sleep, Make sure that you're getting the right amount of water, right? Make sure that you're doing all the things that you need to do to ensure good health, right? Because as part of the good 
hygiene. You're trying to make sure that you do everything within your power to have good health, right? Have good health. That's what it's really all about, right? Unfortunately, a lot of people are focusing on the wrong things, okay? Their priority is not obtaining good health. Their priority is not having good hygienic practices. It's all about being superficial. They're focusing on external things, the shallow things, right? They focus on looking good. A lot of people look good. They're pretty. Their hair is done. Their nails done. They have muscles. They look good aesthetically. But internally, a lot of them are in poor health. They're not practicing good hygienic practices. They're not practicing good self-care. So they look good on the outside, but on the inside, they're sickly. They're unhealthy, right? They're focusing on the superficial. Instead of them being holistic, focusing on the internal and as well as the external, they're only focusing on the external. Some of them can be very shallow. You can meet a person who looks good on the outside, You know, they're pretty, they're handsome, they're wearing designer clothes, they have nice perfume or cologne on. But when you get to know them, you find out that they're not practicing good self-care. They're not practicing good self-care. They may not smell bad. They may have good body scent, but they're not practicing good hygienic practices in other areas. All right, there's many other areas, the areas that we just spoke about. Now, some people are obviously not practicing good hygiene, genetic care, because you can smell them. You can see, you know, the lack of self-care. You can see the deterioration in their health. You can see the cavities in their mouth. You can see, you know, that they're not taking care of their skin. Because people who are not eating properly, you could tell on their skin. Sometimes they have a lot of acne, they have a lot of skin blemishes, a lot of irritation. You could tell in their hair, their hair may be dry, may be brittle. All right? It um, may seem dull. So sometimes you could tell when people are practicing good self-care. Now, again, there's a lot of reason why people don't practice good self-care. As I said earlier, it's the lack of knowledge. We have so much information, but yet people don't really have access to good information. They, they're overwhelmed by the wrong information, right? And another reason is because of low self-esteem. Some people have low self-esteem. That's the reason why they don't practice good hygienic care. They don't because they have low self-esteem. Some people, they don't value themselves as people, as human beings, as a woman, as a man. They don't see their worth. If you're not If you're not seeing your worth, then you're not going to invest in yourself. If you're not practicing self-love, you can't practice self-care. If you're not practicing self-acceptance, you can't practice good self-care. That's just the way it is. So it's very important that you practice good self-esteem. As part of your self-care, you have to make sure that you care for your self-esteem, your self-worth. You have to make sure that you accept yourself as a person, as a human being. You have to understand what you bring to the table, your value, your worth. Some people could get very shallow and they think that their worth depends on the money that they have, the status, the job, 
right? The title that they have, their affiliation, their association, where they live, you know, and if they are not in possession of any of those things, then they feel worthless or not good enough, right? Some people are in domestic violence situations and, you know, they feel bad about themselves. Sometimes their mate, their abusive partners will degrade them and tell them they smell bad or tell them they look bad, tell them they're ugly, tell them they're nasty. And sometimes they will internalize those things. Once they internalize those things, then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because they deteriorate. You know, they're no longer taking care of their bodies. They're no longer practicing good hygiene. They're no longer practicing good self-care. They're no longer investing time, energy, and resources in building themselves. And they will look bad, right? Now, I want to talk about one thing that I forgot to include, uh, the odor from under the arms. Some people, they have odor under the arms because some of these people are allergic to the deodorants that there's out there the perspiration the you know they're using deodorants that have aluminum in it and have a lot of chemicals in it and some people develop all type of inflammation under their arms they have all type of problems and some people cannot wear those deodorants because it's causing them irritation under their arms so because of that some people tend to go more with the natural deodorants you know, like baking soda and deodorants that are organic, um, made with organic herbs that will lessen the irritation under their arms. So sometimes we have to be careful about judging people. Just because a person may smell musty, it doesn't mean that they're not practicing good hygiene or self-care. Some of them cannot wear deodorant under their arms. So they have to find something natural that doesn't contain aluminum or chemicals that works to eliminate underarm odor and of course you know include the self-care that I mentioned earlier about the exercising good digestion good proper nutrition all that will help them and it will reduce the amount of negative body odor right negative body odor or offensive body odor that will make them smell fresher because they're consuming more fruits more vegetables and they're taking in water and very important sunlight Okay, that is something that I can't forget. It's important for us to get sunlight as well, not just for vitamin D production, but it also increases our serotonin level. It makes you feel good. It's a, it boosts your mood. It makes you feel happier and more relaxed and just more accepting of yourself because you feel good. Right. So it's important for us to go out there and get some sun, go out there and be outdoor to increase our serotonin levels. All right, so that's part of the good self-care practice and good hygienic practice as well. So it's very important. That's to get back to some people just have issues. Like I said, low self-esteem. That's the reason why they're not practicing good self-care. We have to look at people's situation and circumstance before we judge them. You know, I mean, you don't have to put up with the bad scent. You don't have to put up with the poor hygiene or the, you know, lack of self-care. You don't want to be with a person. That's fine. You can walk away. If you want to have a conversation with them and make them aware of what the problems may be so they can correct them, that's even better. If you want to teach them through examples, hey, introduce certain products to them, you know, take them to a spa and show them how things are done, you know, take them to a, a, a special uh, place where they can, you know, show them healthy products that they can use. Now, sometimes people consume all these products and they're unhealthy. 
they have a lot of chemicals, a lot of colors, a lot of dyes, a lot of animal products inside of these these uh, 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 um, things that they sell. And that's not good either because that can throw the body off as well. Right now, sometimes people are bad influence. You know, they just have bad influence. That's the reason why they don't practice good hygiene because they have bad influence. They don't have a good example. They don't have people around them who practice good self-care, good hygiene, right? They have social pressure just to be negligent because in actuality, if you're not practicing good self-care, you're not practicing good hygiene, you're being negligent of yourself. You're negligent if you're not taking care of your precious body. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not putting yourself in the best possible health you could be. That's self-neglect. Right, but some people are badly influenced. They're they're influenced by family members, friends, social media. You know, for them to not practice good hygiene. Okay, we're trying to understand why people do the things that they do, and that's definitely one of the reasons they have bad influence. If you're around somebody who's not practicing good self-care, they're not practicing good hygiene, that pretty much kind of encourage you to do the same thing. Like they say, birds of a feather flock together. So if you are a person who's practicing good self-care, good hygiene, it's very important that you get with like-minded individuals. If you're going to date somebody, make sure that they practice good self-care. They're practicing good hygiene. If you're going to marry somebody, make sure that they're doing the same thing. If you're going to have children with somebody, make sure that they're practicing good self-care. Because once you get with them, if they're not doing it and you're doing it, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a house divided. It's going to be confusion. It's going to be all type of conflicts. You know, you're going to have to compromise your values. And you don't want to do that. So it's very important for you to link up, connect, associate, and build relationships with people who also practice good self-care, good hygiene practices. Very important. Sometimes we like people, but they may have some real bad habits. Some real bad habits, right? And another thing is that sometimes poor hygiene could be a sign of depression, or it could be a sign of mental health problems, or it could be a sign of some type of addiction. Right? If a person used to practice good self-care, they used to practice good hygiene, and all of a sudden you see them not doing that, it could be a sign that they're going through some type of trauma, some type of stress, some type of anxieties, or some type of a difficult, challenging moment in their lives. And sometimes, you know, that's their cry for help. You know, they're trying to get some help. It's like, I don't want to care for myself no more. I'm giving up on myself. That's basically what they're saying. So if you find someone who's going through something like that, offer them help. Try to see what you can do to help. If you can get them some counseling, some therapy, you can help them with to talk therapy. Just talk to them about what's going on. Try to encourage them. You know, do so. Don't just talk about people because that's what's going on right now. People are just talking about people. If a person is practicing poor poor uh, hygiene, they're not practicing self-care. People just talk bad about them. That's all they're doing. They're not really trying to help these individuals. They're not trying to empower them. They're not trying to educate them. They're not trying to help them become better people. Now, I understand that some people don't want the help, but you won't know that until you offer. All right. We don't know if this is a way of life. This is a choice. This is a habit. This is a lifestyle, or maybe it's just pure ignorance. Some people just don't know no better. Some people don't know there's a whole nother world out there. There's a whole nother way of living and being and experiencing life. 
and good hygiene and good self-care is definitely one of the ways that you love yourself and you provide yourself the best possible. Thank you. Thank you.